to the Joe Show. I am Joe, your host. I'm so glad you guys are here listening to the show. If you like us, or if you want to tell your friends about us, you guys can find us on Facebook at Gateway Pro Productions, Instagram at the, un- the underscore Joe Show 20. We're also on TikTok at the underscore Joe Show 20. And we're on Reddit, but we don't post too much on Reddit, so yeah. Guys, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know when all these are going to be recorded. Hell, I don't even know what order they're going to be in. But, man, it's so nice to be here in the hot seat again. You know, just sitting here recording, talking to you guys about life. It's really nice. And it, it's crazy because this is one of those, it's my hobby, right? It's something that really gives me peace. It's something that really makes me super happy. And it was one of those things where I was kind of in a funk, you know, going through a lot of stuff and um, I was kind of in this funk, right? So it was like, man, I just don't want to do anything. I just don't want to do anything. I didn't want to, uh, you know, go out and do anything fun. I didn't want to sit here and do the podcast. Um, And it got to a point where I thought I was going to be done with this. You know, it it takes a lot of time. It, It does, but it doesn't. The way that I've got the recording and how I do stuff here. is very easy um it takes about 40 minutes to do a show and when i say 40 minutes i mean from the time i hit record to the time that i uh post it you know or schedule it to be post posted that's how easy i've made this and um it just got to a point i didn't even want to take 30 minutes you know, I could easily do an hour of recording, two episodes right there, boom. And I didn't even want to do that. But what kind of got me right back into the saddle was I got, I have to do, I have other podcasts that I do. You know, um, the Armors Block is, I have to do that show. You know, I'm on there with Hootie and we're collab, we're talking about firearms and things like that, you know. And I was like, man, while I was doing this show, I was like, man, this, this is so much fun for me. And I really like doing this. But the thing about his show is I wasn't able to talk about what I wanted to talk about. I had to, It's always about firearms or it's always about politics with firearms. And that's good because that's the topic for that show. But, you know, me, I, I like to go off on little rabbit trails and things like that. So I kind of miss this. You know, where I could just come on here and talk about what I want to talk about, whether it be life or whether it be stuff that's going on in the movies and stuff like that. Like, I like this. I really do. I can just do whatever the heck I want. I can press any of these buttons and, you know, I could just have, you know, I'd just be like, yeah, guys, you should check out our Patreon, you know, and to have that music play, if it'll ever play, you know, I can just have that. And I can do that because this is my show, right? So, yeah, I really like stuff like that. Um... But we got a big question, or not a big question. Um, I don't know if this is something you guys deal with, but it's something I struggle with a lot, right? And what I struggle with is be worthy, 
you know, of anything. Um, it's like, why should anybody like me? Why am I worthy of anybody's time? Why am I worthy of anybody's praise? You know, like, why should I ask you guys to listen to my show? What's what's different about my show? Why should you listen to my show versus anybody else's show? You know, and that's not even with, that's just not me with shows. It's just about stuff in life, you know. Um, why am I the best worker? You know, why do people, why should you hire me to work at as any specific job? Why should you love me, whether it be as a friend or as a partner? Why should you respect me as a dad, you know, or my kids? Why should they do that? That's something I struggle with, you know. So what I do in my life is I strive to be the best all the time, always trying to prove myself. And it's not anything, it's not because of anything anybody has done. I mean, like, my wife is very beautiful. And my wife tells me she loves me. She tells me that I'm the best person in the world and she doesn't want to be with anybody else. And that helps me out a lot. But my brain, it's stupid, you know? You know, you got that little voice in your brain, you know? My wife's just like, my wife's just like, ooh, thank you for washing dishes. I really appreciate it, and I'm glad you did that. I'm glad you saw that I was tired. I'm glad you washed dishes. And in my brain, you know, me, I'm like, yeah, I did something good, you know. Thank you, you know. And uh, my brain's just like, really? Let's just say, you know, she really don't mean that. You know, you probably need to do more in the household. You're not doing enough in the household, you know. Uh, kids say the darndest things, right? <laughs> they do. Uh, my kids, they say, you know, I don't like you, dad, or, uh, you're not a good dad and stuff like that. And I know they're just kids and a lot of what they're saying really just don't, you know, it don't mean anything, but it hurts. And then I get my little, my brain in there just like, you know, he's right. You're not a good dad. You're not doing a good job, you know? Um, so th that's just something I deal with is feeling worth, you know, and it kind of puts you in the funk a little bit, um, because it's like, if I don't feel worth, like I have worth, then why should I do anything, right? Why should I go to work and do my best at work? Why should I strive to be a good husband? Why should I strive to be a good dad? Why should I just strive to be a good person if I don't have worth? And what I just need is to sit back and look at my life, right? Just sit back and look. And I'm, I need to say, you know, nobody's better. Nobody's better. Because we're all unique, right? We're all unique. We all got our own little things. Like you take the Joe Rogan show, right? He's all unique and everything. You know, he's got his own little thing. 
on the Joe Show. We've got our own little thing. The reason why I compared the Joe Show and the Joe Rogan Show because people are always like, I, I'm like, hey, yeah, you should listen to the Joe Show. And they're like, oh, you mean the Joe Rogan Show? I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> That's happened to me so many times. But everybody, you're all you're unique. You do stuff different, you know. Um, I do hear a lot of words of affirmation uh, just in life. It's just my god dang brain that just always makes things sound negative, you know. And I think it's kind of a, it goes back to um, stuff that's happened when I was a kid, you know, um, with uh, my mom, it was one of those things where it was just like, you couldn't do enough, right? You really couldn't do enough. Um, and this is, this is just something that, you know, parents, a lot of parents, they've got expectation of their kids, you know, they have expectations of their kids. They have dreams and goals for their kids. And when their kids don't, um, achieve them, they get upset. It's like every freaking Disney movie, <laughs> you know, or movies in like the early 2000s, late nineties, you know, the kids, the parents want their kids to be X, Y, Z, but the kid wants to go off and do their own thing. Right. And that's kind of how my mom was. It was. She was one of those people who just had big goals, big dreams, um, for us. But even though we are that kind of, we're that kind of person, you know, I kind of got like both my mom and dad's kind of personality, right? So my, my mom's this person, she's a very goal oriented person, you know, and she creates a plan and she wants things to go her way. Right. And I have that, I have that, I have that, uh, built within me, right? That's the same thing. With, like, that's the thing with this podcast. You know, I want, I have goals for it. I'm very driven with it. I want it to go and be something, you know, something big is what I want it to be. But I'm also like my dad and my dad's a very easygoing, go with the flow kind of person, right? So when I'm doing the podcast and, you know, maybe this episode didn't jump off like I wanted to, I'm like, okay, let's hunker down. Let's hunker down and figure out what we got to do to make it better, you know? Uh, and that's how, um, that's just how I work, right? But I, I just wanted to go back and say, just like my mom's had um, big goals for me and a lot of the things didn't go her way you know but and I, I just for the longest time I, I never could get it I could never understand what I was doing wrong you know I was an eagle scout or I am an eagle scout I got married I had kids I had a business going I always had a good job I never sold drugs. I never had any different types of baby mamas. I didn't go to jail, you know. Um, I'm living a good life. As as far as she knew or knows, I'm a Christian man, right? So if you look at that, you're looking at, dang it, I'm, I, I raised a great son. But for some reason... I always felt like that was never enough, you know, and it kills you inside. And I, I know that's where my self-worth 
issues fall into place. That's where they come from. You know, it's always trying to make that one person happy. And so now I don't have, you know, I don't really talk to my mom anymore because it's just a toxic relationship. And so now it's one of those things where I don't have her to kind of, you know, try to, um, you know, I don't have her saying, you know, you need to do this or I want you to be this. And I don't have to prove myself to her. And now I feel like I have to prove myself to everybody. And it's one of those things where I'm an asshole, but then I'm also very needy. Like, I'm always that person like, I don't care if people don't like me. If you don't like me, you got the problem, right? But then my little voice in my head is like, oh, they don't like you. Why don't they like you? You're a very nice person. Maybe they don't like you because this is something you said or something you did. And then I'm also an overthinker. <laughs> well, that's great. I overthink things a lot. I sit there and I go over it and over it and over it in my mind. It is stupid. It's ridiculous. But do you deal with stuff like that? Do you deal with self-worth issues? How do you deal with them? I know for me, what happens to me, I kind of get into like a little bit of a depression rut and then... Um, I have to do things in order to get me out of there. You know, I got to really fulfill my dopamine levels. I got to have a hug from my wife. You know, I got to have her say words of affirmation, you know, and things like that to kind of get me up and going again. Or hell, you know, it just might be sleep, you know. Some, I just need to go to bed, you know, and then I wake up the next morning refreshed and ready to go. So how do you deal with stuff like that? I know I'm not the only person dealing with issues and things like that. Um, I know that this issue can kind of go into my depression. You know, it really uh, fuels my depression, you know. Um, I think that's what I was going through. You know, I've got a lot of... Um, things going on right now where, you know, like I said, uh, in a podcast where, or an episode where we, I'm not a Christian anymore, right? I'm by, right? I have to figure out who the hell I am now, right? I have built this good, this foundation and I thought I knew who I was. And so I'm like, I, this is who I am. I have enough self-worth, and I don't need to prove myself to anybody now. Kind of a deal. And now it's like, who the hell am I? <laughs> and is this new personality, is this worthy of your time? You know, you know, it's just like, is am I wasting your time just being here? You know, so that's what I struggle with, you know. Uh, so, yeah, do you guys deal with self-worth issues? And then also... How do you deal with them? That's my big question. Leave right in the comments. I would love to hear from you with this issue. So we just had the Oscars happen. And I'm really not, I'm a movie guy, but those award shows, they're really not my thing. I don't understand why. I really never sat down and watched them. Maybe I need to sit down and watch them one of these days. But um, I didn't watch it didn't really care about anything until I started seeing posts on Facebook. And my posts on Facebook were about Brendan Fraser. 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 
I've been saying his name wrong for the longest time. But Brendan finally has gotten an Oscar for his role in The Well, right? And it, it warms my heart that one of my favorite actors is finally getting his flowers. And I don't think y'all understand how much I love Brendan Fraser, right? Listen, this podcast <laughs> is partly, it's one of the, it's, it was created, and one of the reasons was Brendan Fraser, Fraser, right? Gabriel and I, we were sitting there, we were talking, we were just bullshitting about, you know, just life and stuff, and then we started, I, I Gabriel came over to my house, right? And Gabriel hadn't seen a lot of these movies. So I said, man, we got to watch all these movies, right? And I said, we need to watch these movies. And so we watched The Green Mile. We watched Shawshank Redemption. We watched one of my favorite movies, Life. And then I said, dude, I was like, we got to watch one of just my favorite, one of my favorite movies. Ever since I was a kid, it's one of my favorite movies. He's like, what movie is that? I was like, it's The Mummy, 1999 version of The Mummy. Mummy. And so we was we were watching it, and I was talking about Brendan Fraser, and I was like, man, this is my dude, this is my guy, and we watched one, and then we watched two, right, and then we went back, and we watched the movies again, but with the commentary on it, right, that's how much I love these movies, and then we were talking about how good Brendan Fraser looks, you know, with his shirt off, and then I talked about George of the Jungle, and I was like, look at those abs, just you know, his abs and stuff like that. <laughs> and Gabriel and I, we were like, man, this dude is a very good looking dude, right? And so we were like, okay, so we're starting this podcast. And we were like, okay, what's some of our passwords going to be? And it was going to be Brendan Fraser 1. That was going to be one of our podcast or one of our passwords, right? And then we were like, okay, 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 we need like a... We need like a, a date. We needed a date or something. So I said, what's Brendan Fraser's uh, birthday? So we looked up his birthday, <laughs> right? And we, we, were, we had that as some of our dates in there. And we were going to we start the podcast on his birthday um, of 2020 and everything. Like a lot of this podcast starting out revolved around him. One, because he's just a great actor, Right. And as people can see, he is one of the most lovable people in all the world. Right. It was very sad for me when he got sexually assaulted and then he fell off the movie, the movie train. I mean, that that's crazy. The dude gets. The dude is one of the biggest actors at the time in the late 90s, early 2000s. Right. And then he gets sexually harassed. He starts telling people about it. Nobody believes him, right? Nobody believes him. And so he stops acting. His wife leaves him. Leaves him. He has to pay all this money in divorce, you know? He's, um, he's slowly doing movies every, you know, here and there, here and there. And then the Me Too movement comes out, right? And then people are finding like, oh, my God, Brendan, we were so sorry. We didn't listen to you. And slowly but surely, he starts coming back. He starts coming back slowly and surely, slowly and surely, and bam, here he is. He's got an Oscar for The Well. And even though this man peaked and then he fell all the way down to the bottom of the mountain, and now he's back 
climbing this mountain and he's at his peak again. Some of you motherfuckers out here have the audacity to come after this man. There were people on TikTok and people on Facebook and Twitter, they are upset at Brennan Fraser for putting on a fat suit to play the character he played in The Well. They were upset. They were saying, why couldn't you get a fat person to play that character? And I was thinking to myself, listen, this is the world of acting. Let me tell you something. The world of acting, the entertainment business, is the most stereotypical job you could ever, ever get. Okay? Listen. I've been to a lot of auditions. I've been to a lot of auditions for commercials and modeling, and they're looking for a specific type, right? They're looking for a specific type of person, right? And so, like, if I go into, if I go do a modeling thing, they're looking for someone who's my built, my height, and maybe might be black. So when I go and do this audition, we all kind of look the same, right? And then, then if you are going into, if you're going to a gig, and they're like, we don't really care what this person looks like because it's going to be like the well where they are. They might have um, found looked for people who were big and obese and maybe fat. They might be found. They were not found, but maybe they were looking for somebody like that. But they somebody didn't have the acting chops, right? They weren't as ex- experienced. Right. So they wanted somebody experienced. They were like, okay, so what can we do? We could probably add, you know, prosthetics and maybe a fat suit onto anybody uh, we find who's got the acting chops for this. Right. They found Brennan. Great actor. We all know this. They put a fat suit on him. It's called acting for a reason. Right. You are supposed to when you are acting, you are supposed to dive so deep into the character that nobody knows who you who you are leonardo DiCaprio, love leo leo plays a lot of the same characters right you know good looking guy you know loved by the ladies or rich guy who's loved by the ladies you know i've only seen him play a couple of characters that weren't that you know Guy always dies, you know, but even though he plays almost damn near the same character, not the same character, but even though he plays in a lot of movies, right? And I know Leo, not like know him, know him, but I know Leo. I've seen a lot of his movies. He always draws me in because he becomes the character so much, right? He does that. I love when actors do that, especially well-known actors and actresses. They play into a movie. They, they're in a movie, right? And you know they're popular. You know, you know they're popular. You might watch their Instagram and you might see, know their personality and things like that. But then you watch them in this film. And they just melt into that character and they make you forget who they are. Right? That's what acting's all about. It's about tricking you. It's about making you stop thinking about what's going on in your life right now and taking you into the world that's on screen. That's what it's all about. And Brendan Fraser Fraser did his job. 
He won an Oscar for it. He made a bunch of people think that he was actually a big guy going through all those problems. That's what he thought. And now people are getting on him because, oh, a fat person should have did it. You know, oh, this and this and this and this. That's the same thing that you're talking about with the Little Mermaid that we got going on. Oh, we don't want a black person playing a Little Mermaid. You know, we don't want a black person playing the Little Mermaid. Why? Why? One, Disney wanted to change it up. They want to change it. There's been so much fucking whitewashing with Disney and all this stuff. Um, I don't know why we're all having a problem with what they're trying to do. They're just trying to be more woke. They're trying to give people um, who haven't had a chance in the acting world, African-Americans, Asians, Latinos, Indian, they're giving these people opportunities. Maybe we're tired of seeing white people on screen. We want some color. So that's what Disney's trying to do, right? Why can't we do that? And Disney, they're in the money-making business. So let me tell you something. They just didn't choose some Joe Blow off the street, right? They made sure that this girl here who's playing The Little Mermaid probably can act and was very pretty. She's pretty. I can tell you that. And I can't wait to see this film to see how she does, right? I don't know. All I'm saying is this. Movies are fantasy. They are supposed to take you from this world that's got a lot of fucking pain in it. And a lot of stuff you're dealing with. And they just take you on a ride for an hour or two. People hate on the superhero movies, but I love them. I love them. Hell, I could be depressed and I could sit down and watch the Avengers and I can, you know, for two hours just be in the world of the Avengers. I don't know. I just don't understand why people are so upset. Let this man enjoy this. Let him enjoy it, man. The dude has not been acting for a long time. He's only been back in the acting acting gig, you know, like steadily. Over the past couple of years, past couple of years, maybe like five years at the most, he's been back in the game. And you're trying to shoot him down after he got this Oscar? Come on now, man. Leave him alone. He's a real nice guy. Real nice guy. He's up there with, um, oh, I can't remember his name. He's up there with, uh, hold on, let me, I got to tell him his name. What's his name? Keanu Reeves. There we go. Keanu Reeves. Just like that. He's just a nice person who loves acting. And that's his job. So why can't we let him just enjoy this? I don't understand it. I don't understand why we are jumping down people's throats. And it's acting. It's like a magic trick. We're here to fool you. That's what we're here for. We want to make sure, I mean, come on now, let's go, go watch Bridgerton. Go watch Bridgerton. Them people ain't really British. <laughs> Hell, go watch Family Guy. The guy who plays Cleveland is white. A lot of, uh, a lot of these characters, you know, a lot of these kid characters, you know, uh, these, they're voiced by women. These kid characters who might be guy, boy characters, are voiced by women. But you don't have anything to say about that. You don't have anything to say about that. And I don't understand it. So this is what I should think. 
Acting is a job. Their job is to make us believe. It's make-believe. Our job is to make us believe something. And they're doing a very good job. And we should leave them alone. We should leave them alone. As long as they're not doing anything hateful, like back in the old days, like where they used to do blackface and they used to, you know, make fun of black people. The white people used to make fun of black people and their mannerisms and things like that. Let's not do that. But if they are portraying a character and it is very good and they're doing their best and they're doing their job and making you think they're somebody else, leave them alone and let them get their awards. Especially if they've been through some shit and especially if they're making a comeback. Leave them alone. I'll fight you. I will fight you, guys. <laughs> Don't think I won't. <laughs> I promise you. Had a great seven-year white knuckle ride Killing time, flying high as I held on tight To you To you Did I blow my Singing hallelujah to him every night with you With you And I'm not gonna lie Say I've been alright Cause it feels like I've been living upside down What can I say? I'm surviving Calling out these sheets to see another day much truth let me tell you what can i say i am just surviving and guys i've got a question for you when did we as people start living to work when did we start that because it's really starting to piss me off man i mean i remember when i was 19 years old 18, 19. I had just left home. I had, at the time, I didn't think any of my family liked me. I really didn't have any friends. So the only thing I did was run off an instinct, right? And my instinct was to work, play, and eat. Work, play, and eat. I would work so I could make money and pay my bills. And then I would use the rest of that money to go play and eat. That was what I did, right? And so it was one of those things where I loved my lifestyle, right? I loved running off an instinct. And I knew that in order for me to keep that lifestyle, I had to work my ass off. Literally, I had five jobs at one time, okay? I would get up at 5.30 in the morning so I could get to the garbage company at 5.45. We would start our day at 6. We'd get on route at 6. Usually that job would uh, run until about 11.30, 12 o'clock the latest. At that time, once I got off, I would run home, go shower. Then I would go to my second job, which was the YMCA. 
And then after the YMCA, I would usually at the well at the YMCA, I would usually work a double. I would work from one to four o'clock, and then from four to four to eight thirty, I was working at the YMCA in two departments. I was working at the front desk from one to four, and then from four to eight, I was working in the child services area at the YMCA. Then after that, depending on what kind of day it was, I was either going to church running sound, or I would go play. Or I would go and work on photography stuff. And then also, too, what was another thing? I had the, let's see, that was like three. Uh, what else was I doing? Oh, man, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, I was also doing landscaping at the time. So I let me count those jobs. I was the garbage man, landscaping, YMCA, doing photography. There was one more thing I was doing in church. Yeah. So five jobs at one time, that's what I was doing. And I was doing this so that I can make money. That's what I was doing, right? Then over time, I met my wife, right? And I started spending time with her. But I still had that mentality. I need to go to work to make money. And then my wife and I got married. I still had that mentality. I, we had our first child. I still had that mentality, we had our second child. I still had that mentality. It hasn't been until recently that I realized that I am not here to work. I'm not living to work. I need to work so that I can live, right? I need to go to work, make money, so that when I come home to my family, I can spend that money on our bills so we can go on trips so that when I go to the grocery store, I can add my, my kids ask for some candy. I can say yes. So that when my wife says I would like some new new pairs of shoes or I need this, I can get that. If I need new pairs of pants or shoes or shirts or whatever, I should be able to buy that. Right. That's what we are. That's what I should be doing. I should be working so that I could live so I can live. Right. But a lot of us got that twisted, you know, and it's not all our faults. Right. It's really our job's fault because they're so dependent on us. Right. They're so dependent on us. Me at the company I work right now, I am the best at what I do. And that's not me being cocky. I've heard that. People have told me that. They said, listen, you're one of the reasons uh, this, this, this depot is still running. You're really good at what you do. You're one of our best guys. Our customers really like you. Like today that I'm recording this, I took the day off. And I've got my boss calling me, asking me questions about things. And I'm like, hold on, hold on, pause for a second. Aren't you the boss? Aren't you supposed to be... Knowing more than I do, but no, you're calling me on my day off, asking me questions about the job when you should already know all that, right? And they want you to work, you know, they want you to work your crazy hours, right? This job I'm working, I have a CDL right now. And the CDL, according to our Department of Transportation of Illinois, actually, this is federal. This is a federal rule. As a truck driver, semi-driver, this applies for all semi-drivers, we are allowed to drive 11 hours a day. 
then we're supposed to have a 10 hour break, right? You are supposed to be working. You are allowed to work 14 hours a day, right? Then there's some uh, semantics that you can get into. You can work a little more hours, but I really don't know the, the ins and outs of that. Um, cause that, there's some, some things I got to bring my dad on. He'll tell you about it, but that's what we're allowed to work. And our job, my job there, they don't care about that. They want the route done, right? They don't care how late you stay out. I even told them, I'm like, well, listen, it's six. If I get in here at six, my cutoff time is this. I need to be at the depot at this time. And then I need to be done by this time. And like, we don't care. You need to stay out your whole 14. And I'm like, do you, do you understand that if I stay out my whole 14 and then I get back to the depot, legally, I have no time to work to do all the paperwork, to get the truck ready so that I can go back. You know, I don't have any time for that. But they don't care. They really don't care. But then we start talking to them about, you know, DOT laws and things like that. Now they're rushing. You know, they're rushing you. They want you to, <laughs> they're rushing. They don't understand. They don't understand. But my whole point with this is we as people need to stop living to work. Okay. I mean, he, even at one time in my life when I was doing the five jobs, I, I was proud of that. You know, I was proud of that, like that I worked all the time and I didn't have any time to do anything else. I would talk to people about that all the time. I was like, yeah, you know me, I, I, I woke up at 5.30 and I didn't go to bed till 1 o'clock because I was working till then, you know. I would tell people that. And people, um, a lot of people, they respected that. They were like, man, you're 18, 19 years old and you're doing all that, man. Wow. You're very accomplished, you know. You know, my Jeep, I had a Jeep at 19. You know, I bought me a brand new Jeep at 19. You know, you could see the um you could see all of my work you know all the money i was making i was making good money you know but i wasn't living at all you know i was thinking about this you know i love acting and there are so many um there's so many um agencies out there who would have um loved to have me you know, they would have loved to have me um, act and model for them, right? I, hell, I could have driven out to California for like a week or so, or hell, if I would have got over my fear of flying, I could have flown out to California or so, tried to get some acting gigs or something like that out there, flown back, you know? I could have did a lot, but my mindset was working, 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 working. And now that I am 27, almost 28 years old, I see my family. I love my family. I love my wife. I love my kids. I love my weekends that I get with them and the time I get to spend with them, man. I love that. I love the holidays, you know, where, you know, we can get with our families and we can make memorable memories, you know. Some of the best times in my life is going out on uh, going like Memorial Day. We go swimming every freaking Memorial Day. We come home. We have burgers and brats every single Memorial Day. You know, those memories. That's what I want. And you guys heard me talk about this on the podcast when I'm, I'm already kind of in my deathbed in my head. Right. So in my brain, I'm looking back at my life and I'm saying, did I live a good life? 
did I, am I happy with the life that I live, right? And so me thinking about what I'm doing now, I'm not happy with it. Me working these long hours, you know, working these long hours so I can get this paycheck so that um, I can buy all these things. You know, I, I just I just I would man, I, I don't even want to be rich. Guys, I don't even want to be rich. I just want to make enough money so that I can pay my bills, maybe have a nice house. And for us to do extra things we want. Like I said, if we maybe we can go to the grocery store and get a little extra snacks, you know, or maybe go on a road trip or something like that. You know, I don't, I don't want to be freaking super, super rich. I just want to be able to live, man. That's the whole point while we're here on this earth is to live, man. We as people only live to 70 to 100 years old. And we're going to waste that working most of our life. That's fucking ridiculous, man. I started working when I was 12. Now you're telling me I got to work till I'm 65 in order to even see my retirement? And then you're telling me <laughs> that I have I have uh, the next five years, and then after 70, that's just borrowed time, man. And especially for a black man, a black man, we're estimated uh, to live between 60 and 65 years old. So I might even not even see my retirement. So you bet your ass I'm going to live as much as I can right now. That's what I'm going to do. And my job doesn't get that, you know. They really don't get it. There was one time we kept getting back late. And my boss, she's like, what's your attitude about? What's wrong? What's wrong? I have not seen my kids all week. And I barely see my wife. My wife goes to bed at 10 o'clock. I get home, it's 9.30. My kids are already asleep. My wife is doing her nightly routine, getting ready to go to bed. I sit there and I talk to her for a half hour. I kiss her goodnight. And that's if she's not already in bed with the light off. If she's already in bed with the light off, I don't see her at all. Talk to her for a little bit, kiss her goodnight. I got to go get something to eat, take a shower, go to bed. (sighs) It's just crazy. And she's, my boss is wondering why I'm upset. Because the thing that makes me happy, I'm not getting. And then I have to eat, take a shower, go to bed, wake up, and come back to this shit show again. Guys, I'm telling you this. If you are a living to work, stop it. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what point of your life you're at right now. I don't care if you're married. I don't care if you have kids. You need to live. What's the point in working so goddamn hard if you can't spend time with your family? If you can't go do the things you want to do? If you want to take a cruise, but you're like, I can't take a cruise because I got to go to work. Fuck that job. Find a job that works better for you. Hell, work two jobs. That uh, Work two jobs and then plan your vacation, man. You need to go out and live. Do the things you like. YOLO, you only live once, man. You only live once. So go out and do what you want to do. Don't be stuck in this stupid trap of just working like a fucking robot all the fucking time, man. And then I was even talking to my wife about this. I was like, what is the deal with the five-day work week? What's the deal with that? 
I think we need to get rid of that. I think we need we should be working uh, 10 to 12 hours, right? And the reason why I say that, if you work 10 hours, if you work 10 hours um, for four days, you are working 40 hours a week. If you cut it down to three and you're working 12 hours, that's 36 hours. You still qualify for full time to where you can get your benefits and everything. And then, hell, maybe work an extra four hours during the week, 13 hours maybe. And then, boom, you're making 40 hours a week. But I think we as people should uh, have a, a, a shorter work week and a longer, a longer rest time. Right. That's what we should have. I think that would produce more jobs. You know, why would it produce more jobs? Because you've only got Billy Bob here for an X amount of time. You've only got Billy Bob here for eight hours. You know, he works three days, eight hours, ooh, 24 hours. But let's say he works 10 hours. He works 10 hours, four days. Well, for those other four days, you're going to need somebody else. You got to have that rotating cycle. When Billy bombs off, you can need Sharon over here for the next four days, right? It's going to create more goddamn jobs. We're going to have less homeless people out here. You know, I just think that's a great idea. You know, I think that's a great idea. We should have a shorter work week and a longer weekend. I know a lot of people are going to be on board for that. But we don't want our pay to be affected at the same time. You know, you should be still be getting your hours or you should still be getting your salary. We just need to get everything that we would normally do in a week and get that cut down. That's what we need to do. I think that's going to make people happier. People are going to want to come into work. You know, after a long weekend, you know, I usually want to go to work after a long weekend. I'm not really ready for the whole five day work week, but, you know, I'm good for about two or three days, you know. I'm good. You know, that's one of those things, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm good. Thursday and Friday, those are my worst days on route. But Thursday by Thursday, I'm ready to quit. And Thursday and Friday, I'm sitting there cussing like these motherfuckers here. Fuck this shit. I don't care what the fuck they want me to do. I don't give a shit. You know, that's what used to happen for me on Thursday and Fridays. Um, because I'm done. My body's done. My body hurts. I should not be working all fucking week. And then on, on, on Friday night, my body fucking aches and I got to go and, uh, take a shower and take all this fucking medicine to kind of relax myself. And then Saturday, all the shit I couldn't get done during the week. Cause I was working long hours. I got to do on Saturday. So I don't get to relax on Saturday and then you get Sunday, Right. After you've been busy Monday through Saturday, you've been busy because on Saturday you had to go run your bills and all that shit. You had to go grocery shopping, you had to go take the kids, have fun with the kids and stuff like that. And then you get one day on Sunday to actually just relax and breathe. But then guess what? Monday's right around the fucking corner. It's stupid. I think the way of life is stupid that we have right now. I I, I don't understand. With us, we only get one trip around this world here, and we're spending most of our lives working so that we can make money. And there are people out here, the people out here who are making the most money are making it harder for people like us in the middle class to even, you know, like, middle class is fucked. Yeah, it's stupid. Middle class is super fucked. I mean, like, the poor people... 
they, at least they get benefits. You know, they might be poor, but at least they get benefits. When my wife and I, we were making a real bad income, at least we got benefits like food stamps. We don't even apply for food stamps. There was a couple times my wife and I were sitting there crying and stressing out because it's like we make too fuck, we make too much fucking money for food stamps, but we don't have any money for food. <laughs> Because we're, we're fucked, you know? You got the rich people. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Like, we're, we're in that middle. We're in that middle, and it sucks, man. It sucks so much. I don't know. All right. That's just my opinion there, right? That's just my opinion. But I do think that we as people, you, the listeners, your family members, you should be working to live, not living to work because i'm gonna say this one more time we are only here once we only are going to be here for 70 to 100 years and do you want to be working most of your life i don't i don't so that's that's my little advice there that's my little advice to you Cause I'm not gonna lie And say I've been alright Cause it feels like I've been living upside down What can I say? I'm surviving Calling out these sheets to see another day better be careful out here man we better be careful out here all right (laughs) listen man i don't understand okay and what i don't understand with me being bi here's the thing me being bi it's kind of opened my mind up to a lot of things um now i'll tell you let me come from my experience here see i'm a guy who always who was raised to respect women that's the kind of guy i am right i am a black guy i'm six foot 
I'm 190 pounds on a good day. On a bad day, I'm about 200 pounds, right? So I'm considered a threat, right? I'm considered a threat to a lot of people, right? But to women especially, right? So I have to, me personally, I have to, um, or what I like to do is I like to have this uh, aura around me that, hey, I'm chill. Hey, I'm a nice guy. I'm not going to hurt you. So I have this very respective aura about me when it comes to women, right? And what happens with that is a lot of women see that and they like that. And so what they do is that allows me to get on a deeper level with them, right? So I have great conversations with women, right? Um, conversations that they probably wouldn't be having with uh any other people, right? I mean, there was this one girl I was talking to when I was down in Marion, and I said, hey, listen, 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 um, I, you got some crazy stuff going on with your boyfriend and the people you're sleeping around with. I don't want to have sex with you, but I want to understand, uh, I want to understand your sex life, right? <laughs> so I started asking her questions about her sex life. And her boyfriend and the guy she was fucking, you know, and her ex-boyfriend and things she did in the bedroom, right? And she was completely open and honest with it, right? And so that's just the vibes I give off when it comes to women, right? That's just the vibe I give off. But that is not the vibe a lot of men give off. You know, a lot of men treat women like shit, and a lot of women like that. It's a lot of them don't. But what I am, what, what I saying, was saying earlier is we as guys need to be careful, right? Because the qualities that we like in women, women are also seeing those quali qualities in women also, right? So these women out here who are heterosexual, not all of them, but a lot of them, what they're going to do is they're going to be like Katy Perry and they're going to kiss a girl and they might like it. Okay. That's what I'm saying right there. I was talking to my brother about this earlier. I was like, listen, women are the most beautiful thing in the entire world. They are the most beautiful thing in the entire world. Guys might've been here first, but they are definitely, women are definitely the upgrade. Okay. They are beautiful. They are the most beautiful thing in the world. And women are starting to see that. They are starting to know that I am beautiful. They are starting to see that these other women are beautiful. And these other women will treat them better than men will. So men, we need to be careful. There's a ton of women. I talked to one of my lesbian friends and I said, hey, I said, so do you, is, do you not like dick? And I was like, do you not like dick? She said, no, I love dick. And I said, well, if you love dick, why are you lesbian? She said, listen here, I love dick. I just don't like what's attached to it. And I kind of laughed and I was like, well, you, are you talking about men? She said, yeah. Like, she said, men are gross. We are, she's like, we are hairy beans, right? <laughs> like, we don't give respect. We treat most women like shit. And then under, we, we can't figure out why they don't want to be with us. Guys, we need to be careful. Or 
pretty soon every single fucking woman in the world is going to be a fucking lesbian, man. Like, we need to really understand, all jokes aside, we really need to understand that women are a gift. You know, when I was a Christian, I always liked reading in Genesis where it talks about, it's like God made a mate for every person or every animal, you know, every animal had a mate, but he had, he felt pity for man. He felt sad for man, right? He felt bad that he didn't create anybody for man. So then he puts Adam into a deep sleep and he takes his rib and he creates this beautiful being for us, right? He creates this beautiful being for us and they are beautiful. They are sexy. They have great personalities, you know, and we as men take that for granted. We do. Like, I don't understand. There were so many stories I hear from women. There's so many stories I hear from guys about how they treat, how men treat women like shit. And then we under, then we are dumb. We're like, well, I don't know why she don't like me no more. I don't know why she turned to a lesbian. Or I don't know why she's attracted to women now. You know, even women who are heterosexual, because I'm not saying that, because people just don't, you know, a lot of people just don't turn gay. They just don't. It's not a decision that a lot of people make, right? Sometimes you are kind of like uh, somebody like my wife and I. We always had these tendencies. We've always been attracted to people of the same gender, right? And then there are people who just get fed up with the us, the opposite sex, and then they become gay, right? So there's all, you know, the whole, there's broad, broad subject I'm not getting into right now. But that's what I'm saying. We need to respect more women. We need to understand women. We need to sit down and talk. It's what we do. We need to do better communicating, right? With these women that I talk to and I can get down on a deeper level with, I bet you, I bet you a million bucks, all I got to do is be a little more aggressive. Be a little more aggressive. And let me tell you something. I could probably date some of them. I could probably have sex with some of them, right? But I don't want to cross that line. You know, because then it ruins the goddamn friendship, man. I don't need, I don't need that. I like a lot of these ladies as friends. I, I can't live with a lot. Like, there's some of them I, I got to talk to every single day. So I ain't trying to really ruin the relationship or anything, right? But, guys, we just need to be, you know, a little bit gentle sometimes. Not saying all times, but show them respect, man. They're beautiful. They have beautiful minds. I mean, hell, right now, if you go to my Facebook page, there's a women history that I've been posting. I've been posting black history and women history. And let me tell you something. It is really great. Some of the things women have done that you don't know about, that you don't read in history books, right? It's crazy. Some of the stuff that they've done and we don't give them that credit. We just think that they're just here to birth babies, you know, here to birth babies and smack around. That's what we think. You know, and it's not, <laughs> I mean, we need to understand, we need to understand what we are given. You know, there's so many guys out here who I talk to and they're just like, man, you know, uh, my wife won't do this and my wife won't do that. You know, I, man, I just wish I was single, man. I'm like, shut the fuck up, man. Shut the fuck up. 
You have a beautiful wife who, for some reason, loves your stinking ass. And you are sitting here fantasizing about other women, you know? Like, if you guys aren't in a polyamorous relationship where you can go with other women, stay monogamous. Like, if your wife's not into that, stay monogamous, man. Um, there was a situation where some of our friends back in the day, when we were still in Springfield, they uh, got married. This was two couples, right? So the husband, would, the, both the husbands would go to work and they would go to work and they would expect the house to be clean and uh, dinner to be made at five o'clock. And this is when their wives were stay-at-home wives, right? Boom, okay, I can understand it. If they want that, I can understand it. You know, if it's possible for the woman, that's fine. If that's the kind of relationship they got, that's fine, right? But then uh, both of those couples had babies, right? So now the uh, husband expected the wife, both the wives, like it's, okay, two couples, right? The husbands expected the wives to still clean up the house, cook, and take care of the baby, you know? And I'm like, you ain't gonna help out, you know? You ain't gonna help out. Listen, even me, at the beginning of our marriage when we had Charlie, I was that way, you know? I never was vocal about it, but I was still that way. I would come home and I'd be like, oh, look at this house. Why is it dirty, you know? Type of big deal. My wife would stay at home. Um, and then, uh, the wives, both of them got jobs. So now the husband expected their wives to go to work, take care of a baby, have the house clean, like spick and span, and then also cook and have dinner on the table by five. Right. And did minimal work, minimal work with the baby, minimal work on the house, barely cooked or whatever. And I was thinking to myself, guys, what are you doing? This is 20, this is like 2020. No, 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 no. This is like 2019. Dang, 2018, 2019 is when it was. I'm like, guys, what are you doing? Come on now. We know we got to be better. We got to do better. We got to treat women with respect. They are people. They're people who go through far worse pain than we do. I mean, listen, I, <laughs> I just think it's funny. Here we go. I think it's funny that I can go to my doctor and say, hey, doc, hey, I'm thinking about getting a vasectomy, man. Uh, can you schedule an appointment for me to come down and say, oh, yeah, Mr. Burry, you come down and do your vasectomy, get your vasectomy consultation. I go in, go get the vasectomy consultation. They were getting ready to set up a date for me to get a vasectomy. They asked me like 10 questions, asked me if I was being forced to do this. And I said, nope, 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 nope. And then they were going to schedule me for a vasectomy, right? Just like that. Just like that. Literally in two months, I could probably get a vasectomy. After the consultation, um, after with all the planning and setting up, I can do the consultation two months. I could probably have a vasectomy. But it takes years. It takes a lot of work for women to have good health care. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. I can go get a vasectomy. I can go get a lot of stuff done with my health care as a man. This is, you know, women, you know, there's just a lot of stuff that women can't do. The, the whole abortion thing, whole abortion thing, you know, uh, that's the topic I'm going to probably have to talk about with my wife because I feel like it's a women, that's a woman's issue, right? My whole thing is this. Um, I believe women should have the 
uh, health care. I think it should be just as easy for them to get all their health care needs done in a proper and fast way as, as easy it is for a man. That's what I think right there. But I don't like talking about the abortion issue too much because I feel like it's a woman's topic. I'm not a woman. I don't know how the woman's body bodies work. And even if I was the best gynecologist or the best woman's doctor in the world, I still probably wouldn't talk about this issue because it's not something that I have to deal with physically. Right. It's a woman's issue. So I think I'm going to have my wife and maybe have uh, a couple people on here or women on here talk about that issue, because that's just something that's as far as I'm going to talk about it. Right. But I do think that we need to treat women beautiful. I mean, we need to treat them better. We need to do better. Ask guys, treat them better. Treat them like the beautiful flowers they are. You know, without women, we wouldn't even be here on this earth. You know, they're the ones, I mean, who carry us for nine months, right? They're the ones who breastfeed us, you know. They're the ones we run to. We get scratches and scrapes and things like that, right? But then we treat them like crap, man. I just don't understand it. I really don't get it. So, guys, we need to do better. We need to do better.